for you guys. Just take me all the way. <sighs> Love that. And that song is foreshadowing for later in the podcast. But welcome, everyone, to Trips Right with Ralph and Dave. It is a solo edition yet again. Uh, it's just Dave uh, preaching at you guys uh, tonight. Ralph will not be joining me, but the show must go on. Uh, we can't leave you in the lurch with no podcast to listen to. People have spoken. Our fans have spoken. They got to have us on a weekly basis. The show must go on. It is a great day for a podcast. Lots of stuff to cram in to your ear holes this episode. Uh, now you may be asking, hey, Dave, where the heck is Ralph? Well, kids, Ralph gave me a day's notice. He texted me yesterday that he's not going to be joining me. Um, he's got some uh, some kind of wedding thing uh, that he's got going on, some wedding event. So he won't be joining me. I'll be on my own. So it's just me, solo, dolo again. But there is a huge caveat. Uh, Ralph texted me, says that he hopes that I can wait until next week to discuss our Frozen draft. It was such a great draft, you guys. 
Um, we had great trades. And spoiler alert, yours truly was involved in a pretty big pre-draft trade right before it all started. And it did have a pretty great third-round trade. Uh, I snuck up to uh, to get my guy that I coveted. But all that has to wait until next week. Um, but I will say five of us made it to Ralph's uh, for in-person drafting. Uh, we had three guys on Zoom as well. The rest were just following along on the sleeper app. There was drama. There was intrigue. There were trades. There were June bug attacks. And uh, there was pizza. And of course, there were fireball shots between Ralph and Danny. It's a little bit of a, a tradition they have. And Danny, please, for the love of God, set your lineup. Um, but you guys will have to wait until next week to get all the deets uh, from that draft. Uh, that is uh, frozen. It's one of our favorite leagues that we're in together. And obviously, Ralph has won it every year in its existence. But your boy, Big Dave Dizzle, I'm doing my best to end the run. Um, so stay tuned next week, guys, uh, for the draft results. Hopefully, and hopefully nothing else uh, comes up next week. Uh, let's see. What else can I bore you guys with as a bit of a filler? Uh, we had Memorial Day weekend last weekend. Had a nice, what was it, three-day weekend. Uh, we had the Frozen Draft Saturday night. Uh, Friday, uh, we here at the house had some friends over for a little barbecue action. We grilled some burgers, some dogs, some brats, uh, some garlic chicken. Uh, that was really good as well. Um, and end of the night with a bonfire. It is June bug season. Um, and our bug zapper was working overtime on those little monsters. At the end of the night, uh, when everybody left, the kids were all shouting, you guys got to get out here. You guys got to see this huge alien bug. Um, so I went out there to see, you know, what the heck it was. It was a beetle. I mean, the thing had to be like eight inches long. Um, it wasn't eight inches, probably three inches, but it was a, a big, uh, damn beetle. And, um, I think some of the buzz residue from last year was left over. So it attracted a ton of bugs. There was like a line of bugs just walking up to the, to the bug zapper. Um, yeah, it was like a parade. It was like kind of like, uh, field of dreams, insect edition. If you turn it on. They will come, and then I spent the night. Everybody left. Everyone went to bed. I stayed and tended to the fire. Maybe threw a couple more logs on. I was out till probably, I don't know, one thirty. Had a cigar. Had a couple brews, um, and then at the end of the night, I finally turned the bug zapper off. But uh, right as I walked up, there was like a five second long buzz. You know, usually a, a bug hits it, it's just zip. But this was like a zzzz, and I see smoke coming up from whatever it was. Uh, so that bug had um, a very bad day. So yeah, if you if you turn that thing on, it, they will definitely come. Uh, so that was Friday. Saturday was a, a pretty lazy day before I made it to the draft at Ralph's. Uh, Sunday was a cabin day. Went to the in-laws cabin, the kids... Um, did some fishing off the dock. They uh, went on the tube. Um, that was a, a nice, relaxing day up at the cabin. Not a, not a care in the world. Uh, and then Monday, uh, we had my side over 
Uh, my family was there at our place. So I, I did my famous smoked ribs uh, that everybody loves. Uh, my dad even asked if I wanted to get in on a, uh, a smoking competition in his hometown of Hugo, Minnesota. Um, but I don't think I'm quite uh, ready for that just yet. Maybe, maybe let me perfect it. Uh, but I got a little electric master-built smoker. Um, pretty sure I'll be laughed out of the the competition if I don't have my Traeger or you know all the big uh, fancy stick burners that people have. But uh, still, it puts out uh, good meat. I've never had anything terrible out of that thing. I, I love it. Great uh, Father's Day gift a couple of years ago. It's a COVID uh, Father's Day gift. So yeah, we did some uh, grilling too. It was a Merry old, jolly old time. Um, what else? Yesterday. Oh, yesterday, yeah. It was my boy's ninth birthday. Uh, they turned nine. Um, I, I can't believe that they're already nine years old. It literally felt like they were just born. Um, but at the same time, it's like the longest nine plus years ever. I know I, I've said it in the past podcast, you know, I'll prod him with the boys, but I'm going to say it again. They're turning out to be three awesome little dudes. Uh, but obviously, uh, you know, they fight and they argue and they're dramatic and there's moments of chaos, but it's really nothing we can't handle. Uh, so happy birthday to Henry Nolan and Graham, if you're listening and happy birthing day to my amazing wife, Molly, uh, if she is listening as well. Uh, so every time I am by myself. I like to, I've got my little own corner here in the garage. I got my setup. I got my card table. I got my laptop for Spotify. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, the setup. But I, uh, yeah, it's nice. You know, maybe someday I'll get a nice table, but I don't really do this solo thing too often. But uh, it is a garage party. So what garage party would be complete without a cigar? Uh, and you guys are probably wondering, I am smoking a Call to Arms Sumatra, and it is from Stolen Throne Cigars, and this is a fantastic cigar. I'm pairing it with an A&W cream soda. Um, I am sad to report that I am taking a break from the old alcohol. Uh, me and booze have not been getting along lately. Uh, it's not... For reasons you think, I'm not not a raging alcoholic. Um, nothing like that. I've just uh, I get headaches sometimes. Uh, it goes in weird spurts. Like every couple years, I uh, get headaches from drinking alcohol, and I'm currently going through that. You know, it was Friday night when we had uh, people over. Uh, it was even at Ralph's. I had a headache on my way home. Sunday at the cabin, I had another headache. Um, so I finally decided that I better take a break. Um, but luckily, you know, root beer and cream sodas, um, they pair very well with most cigars. Um, the sweet ones, you know, not so much. Um, but this cream soda is pairing very nicely with this call to arms. My, uh, I've got a smoke shop a cigar shop here in Ramsey, Minnesota. I follow them on Facebook. And uh, they had a deal of uh, five cigars for 45 bucks. Uh, 
Um, they're all like, I don't know, ten, eleven dollar cigars. So it was a pretty good deal that I I really couldn't pass up. So I'm enjoying this one. I'm gonna have to go back and uh, and get some more. Ah. All right. So let's get some sad stuff out of the way first. Uh, this was uh, uh, a terrible story that I I came across, and I. Um, you know, not sad that Ralph isn't here with me, but this is real life sad stuff. Uh, my guy, my guy uh, Marion Barber III, had passed away uh, yesterday, Wednesday. Uh, he was 38 years old. Um, guess after he got out of the NFL, he was dealing with some mental stuff and uh, lots of issues, some run-ins with the law. Um very sad, uh, sad to hear. He was a, a fourth round pick in 05 for the Cowboys. Um, he had 24 touchdowns in uh, the 06 and 07 seasons, uh, despite starting just one of those games in those two seasons. Uh, he had a career high 14 in 06, and he rushed uh, for 650 yards in that year. Uh, but his career high in rushing of 975 came in 2017, and he had 10 touchdowns. Um, so he spent six years with the Cowboys, 47 rushing uh, touchdowns in total, and that's actually fourth in uh, Dallas history. Um, he was third until uh, Zeke joined up with them, and he finished with 53 total touchdowns. He never had fewer than four in a season, and he never had a 1,000-yard season either. Um, so he was pretty much a, a touchdown-dependent fantasy guy. Then they played his last season in Chicago in uh, 2011. Uh, his father, Marion Barber, played seven years with the Jets in the 80s. Um, but I remember Marion Barber more for his collegiate uh, career. I'm obviously a Minnesota guy, uh, Golden Gopher, you know, maroon and gold, all of, I'm all over it. He formed a pretty dynamic duo uh, with Lawrence Maroney uh, for my Golden Gophers. Maroney was a first-round pick uh, back in 06 for New England. Um, but they were the first pair of NCAA backs to produce 2,000-yard seasons in consecutive years on the same team. Think about that. Now, they just didn't, didn't, didn't do it once. They did it twice, back-to-back, -back, in 03 and 04. Um, Barbara and his father, both Marions, they both played for the Gophers. Uh, Marion third is second on Minnesota's all-time touchdown list with 37. Uh, Daryl Thompson leads with 40, and his dad, Marion Jr., had 33. Uh, Maroney finished with 32, so they're all... You know, kind of right there, uh, neck and neck with rushing touchdowns. Um, and then a, a little deeper dive, an interesting note for all you Devi fiends. Uh, Muhammad Ibrahim, he's the current gopher running back. Uh, he is sitting at 33 rushing touchdowns heading into his senior year. So, uh, barring an injury or a huge drop off in production, he most likely is going to finish his college career as a top rushing touchdown leader of the Gophers. Uh, so there's obviously something to watch for. Uh, but still, you know, very sad news about Barber. 
Um, you know, he was going through a, a lot of mental stuff after he retired and uh, a lot of that's going on these days. You know, I'm hoping that there's people out there that have these issues that they're able to find the help they need um, to get right because there's a lot of this stuff going on and it's it's pretty depressing. Um, and if it can be avoided, um, you know, hopefully it can be. Uh, and I, But I do have a, a fond memory um, with Marion Barber. Um, one of my favorite fantasy football team names all time that I had involved uh, Marion Barber. I had him and Reggie Bush on the same team. Uh, so naturally, my team name was, you guys ready for this? Got Bush, get Barber. So, yeah, had that for a couple of years. Uh, so RIP, Marion Barber. Uh, and then there was another uh, Minnesota-related death. I know I'm just piling on the the doom and gloom here. Um, but Monday morning, former Vikings uh, 2020 first-round pick, Jeff Gladney died in an automobile accident in Dallas. Um, he was a, a former TCU player. Uh, the Vikes picked him 31st overall, but he struggled with injuries and up-and-down play. Uh, he finished his rookie year with 81 tackles, uh, three pass defense, and a forced fumble in 16 games. Uh, the Vikings did release him before the 2021 training camp. Um, he had uh, legal issues with uh, a then-girlfriend, so, uh, but he was found not guilty after the trial. Uh, but since he was released by the Vikings, he signed a new deal with the Cardinals, uh, just this offseason, uh, try to get back in the NFL and uh, and restart his career. Um, but he uh, just purchased a house for his mom. Um, and he had a son that just turned one in February. So pretty sad news about uh, Gladney passing as well. Um, but enough about all the sad stuff. We want to talk about happy stuff and more, uh, more football stuff. It, today marks... 98 days until the start of the NFL season. A week ago, we were at 105. I said I was going to read through my top 105 players all time. I'm not going to do my top 98. Uh, that would take a while. Uh, instead, I'm going to list off a couple of favorite players who wore number 98. Um, there really weren't too many that came to mind. I could think of three. That's all you get. Uh, former Viking, Linville Joseph. Uh, big tank and stalwart there in the middle. Robert Mathis, uh, former Colt. And Jesse Armstead, uh, former Giant. All uh, Obviously, the 90s jersey numbers are all synonymous with defensive line. Uh, and that's where they all played. And then just like that, I'm being joined by a June bug. Uh, if Ralph was in this garage with me, he would be freaking out right now. And it just landed right by me. So I think I shall name this Junebug Ralph. Ralph, welcome to the podcast. Junebug Ralph. Um, I got a running back who is going to be a problem in the NFL. Uh, Najee Harris now weighs 244 pounds. Um, I guess what had happened was... Uh, there's been a lot of discussion about his physique coming into OTAs this year. Um, and some reporter was discussing how Najee put on some weight 
slash muscle this year. And within uh, that was in within earshot of Najee. And Najee went up to the reporter and told him he's at 244 now. Um, and then with other reporters talking, you know, chimed in that 244 is too much weight and Najee will lose explosiveness because of it. Um, you know, they like to do, they like to, uh, all they do, those talking heads, they just talk, right? Um, I think Najee took offense to that. He played at 240 last season and his combine weight uh, was 232. Um, but with either Pickett or Mitch Please at quarterback, they're in Pittsburgh. They are going to feed Najee Harris. Uh, he is going to feast. I'm excited to own him in a few leagues. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, they're going to reintroduce red helmets uh, that are going to be paired with the team's 1966 throwback uniforms here this year. Uh, the Falcons are going to debut the red helmets in a matchup of two throwback NFC West rivals when they meet the San Francisco 49ers Week 6 at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. I can't wait. I love when those uniforms look amazing. Um, you know, not like the Seahawks color rush jerseys. Those were absolutely terrible. Uh, and speaking of the Falcons, um, Michael Pittman was speaking about Matt Ryan, his new quarterback. Um, and Pittman said, Matt Ryan can pretty much put it wherever he wants. Going to pause for comedic effect there. Um, aside from my normal, that's what she said comment. I'm really... Happy to hear this uh, since I, I think last week I said uh, I'm pretty bullish on uh, Maddie Ice. Maddie Ice, words are hard, and the Colts offense. So uh, good to see that Pittman uh, has a really good quarterback to throw to now. And Alec Pierce and, you know, JT. So uh, I'm really excited and, uh, again, rather bullish on Maddie Ice. Um, the Vikings trying to shore up their wide receiver room. Uh, they made a contract offer to D.D. Westbrook, who was with the team last year after a workout, but he didn't immediately accept it since he had other possible options. He was exploring his options, you know, but being D.D. Westbrook, how many options do you really have? I mean, to be honest with you. Uh, so instead, the Vikings turned to Albert Wilson, former Dolphin. They worked him out and Westbrook together. And uh, they signed Wilson to a non-guaranteed deal for a minimum of $1.12 million. You know, if I had any athletic prowess and I could start a season making $1 million, I would be <laughs> extremely happy. Um, hell, I think at some point I would probably pay a team just to play in the NFL. I don't think I would mind doing that one bit. Um, continuing with wide receiver news, in Arapahoe County, uh, that is uh, Colorado, in case you're wondering, um, the DA, the district attorney, uh, moved to dismiss all charges against Jerry Judy um, in advance of the hearing. He says, and I quote, after reviewing the evidence, I always believed that no crime had been committed and all charges would be dismissed, uh, said his attorney, Harvey Steinberg. It sounds like an attorney. Uh, so all those Judy trades where people got him for dirt cheap uh, paid off. 
you know, whenever there's somebody uh, in a, a legal battle like Judy, you know, you're not sure what's going to happen with them. I just stand put. I don't trade for them. I don't trade them away. I always want to see kind of what happens with it and, and let things play out. So those silly people who trade them away for nothing, shame on you guys. But the guys that got them for dirt cheap, well done you. I know a few trades went down in a couple of my leagues for Judy. Uh, and then uh, say goodbye to your Sutton shares. Look out. Uh, what else is going on? So Baker, uh, Baker Mayfield, uh, Jameis Winston, Saints QB, reportedly is moving with a visible limp in OTAs. He may not be ready, question mark. But I think they have Andy Dalton, Red Rocket, to help. I think Andy Dalton's with the Saints now. That sounds right. Uh, you guys know I love my draft stories. Uh, here's a draft night story for you guys. Kenny Walker. Uh, the Seahawks picked uh, him in the second round of the draft. They got a bit of a scare, though. Uh, they kept calling and calling and calling his phone. It kept going straight to voicemail. They did it over and over again. They finally got a hold of him with about a minute left uh, before their pick was up. My guess? My guess is he saw it was a Seahawks calling him. He's like, I don't want to go to that team. They don't have Russell Wilson anymore. Who do they have a quarterback? But he's thinking, hey, I'm getting picked in the second round. Maybe I'll just stick with it and see what happens. So uh, it was definitely that uh, <laughs> that Seattle area code. Uh, and then Baker Mayfield, uh, the Browns have no plans to cut him just yet. Even if he's still on the roster at the start of training camp in July, uh, this is per a league source. No team wants to pay them more than five to six million in a trade. Obviously, they want to get as much back as they can uh, for him. So it's still a cluster, still a mess. He's still on their roster. Um, so I've got a little bit of advice for Bakers. Baker Mayfield, if you're listening, I know he's a big fan of the podcast. Um, I've got some advice for you. If you're still on the roster, as you are right now, okay, go to OTAs. Go to training camp. Be a problem for the Browns. Compete with Deshaun Watson. Show Cleveland they made a mistake. Um, you know, both parties are at fault. Both Baker and Cleveland. Baker didn't live up to his number one pick promise, you know, being, you know, Cleveland's savior. Cleveland told him he was their guy. Uh, so they're both at fault, honestly. So why not make it interesting? Stick it out until they get sick of you. They either give you away dirt cheap or they just cut you. Stick around, get paid to practice every day. I mean, he's making like $100,000 a day, something like that. Just to sit around and do nothing. You can even try for a new position. Hey, Baker. You're going to be a linebacker now. So I do love the drama as long as it's not my Vikings. They don't need any drama anymore. Uh, Fox officially announced their number one broadcasting team for the 2022 NFL season. Kevin Burkhart will be play-by-play. 
Greg Olson will be the analyst. Aaron Andrews, va va voom, on the sideline. And Tom Rinaldi, also on the sideline. Uh, their first regular season game will be Packers at my Vikings. And they get the Super Bowl. Uh, so we're not going to have Aikman in the Super Bowl this year. We're not going to hear him slurring his words. Um, so he, he bailed before he had a shot to be in the Super Bowl. So that's just, again, for 2022. Next year, if Brady retires, he's going to be the guy. So that'll be fun to watch, too. Uh, and today's podcast is brought to you by the number 46. 46 is the number of touchdown passes Patrick Mahomes needs to throw this season to pass Dan Marino for the most TD passes in a player's first six seasons. Uh, Mahomes currently has 151 through 5. Marino finished with 196 through 6. Uh, and just for reference, in uh, 2018, Mahomes had 50 touchdown passes, so it is possible uh, he has done more than 46. Uh, but again, he has no Hill, uh, an agent Kelsey, a um, couple unknowns on the team, uh, you know, players he hasn't thrown to before. So um, I think he can do it. I would love to see that he can do it. Um, so we'll see if he, if he can. Uh, and then I read up a little bit on Antonio Gates. Uh, he was one of my favorite players. I uh, used to have a Gates jersey, but I lost the damn thing. I have no idea where that is. But uh, he has the most receiving yards and touchdowns in NFL history for an undrafted player. Not just for a touchdown, for any player. Uh, this guy's got to be a lock for the Hall of Fame when he's available. He played in 236 games. He started 190 of those, 955 receptions on 1,459 targets for 11,841 yards and 116 touchdowns. Eight-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro from 04 to 06. He obviously sent his, spent his whole career with the Chargers. San Diego Super Chargers or the LA Clippers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, he's their franchise leader in receiving yards, receptions, and touchdowns. And obviously, we all know um, he never played college football. That's well documented. Uh, but Nick Saban, uh, back in the day, told Gates uh, one time that he's going to go in the first round of the draft as a defensive end. Uh, truly was a crazy figure nature. Uh, he played basketball for Kent State in his junior and senior years after stints with Michigan State and Eastern Michigan U. Uh, he was also on the bowling team for Kent State and their underwater basket weaving team. Uh, pretty sure he was all state his freshman, junior, and senior years in high school. Uh, he took his sophomore year off to focus on bowling. Um, again, that was underwater basket weaving. It's a thing. Yahoo it. Some other notable undrafted players, you ask? Daddy's got you. How about Wes Welker? How about Rod Smith? Tony Romo? My guy, John Randall? Uh, Jason Peters, former offensive tackle? Warren Moon wasn't drafted. James Harrison? Dude can bench like 600 pounds. Do you even bench, bro? James Harrison was a beast. If you want to get... Um, 
you know, inspired to work out, um, watch a video of James Harrison working out, pumping iron. This guy is an absolute beast. Uh, Kurt Warner, obviously, undrafted quarterback. Um, how about some top active undrafted players? We had Cole Beasley, was never drafted. Uh, Chris Harris, Jr., cornerback. Austin Ackler, Shaq Barrett, and my guy, Adam Thielen, also undrafted. I am going to pause here so Ralph knows that we're going on to a new subject. That's a new thing we started last week. Oh, you're talking about the same thing? No, we're on to a new subject. We're going to talk about Aaron Donald for a second. There's a podcast, I Am Athlete. Um, Brandon Marshall is on it. I think LaShawn McCoy is also on it. I'm not sure. Uh, but Brandon Marshall is a big one. But um, on the podcast, he said that he came into the NFL, uh, this is Aaron Donald, planning to play eight years. But winning the Super Bowl makes him want to run it back. Uh, he said his contract needs to be worked on first. If it's not, then he's definitely at peace with moving on. Uh, how crazy would that be if the Rams couldn't lock him up and make that work to run it back in there without Aaron Donald for the next year? Oh, crazy. Um, if he does move on, he will be in the Hall of Fame before Tom Brady makes it. Brady was 37 when Donald was a rookie. Oof. Um, Frank Gore announced his retirement. Uh, he'll retire a member of the Niners. He'll be honored this season. Uh, they're thrilled to induct him into the Edward J. DeBartolo's Senior Hall of Fame. Um, said CEO Jed York. Guy's name is Jed. Uh, Frank Gore, they called him Frank the Tank. They called him the Inconvenient Truth. They called him Franklin Delano Gorzevelt. That's my favorite one right there. Franklin Delano Gorzevelt. Honestly, he was one of the best to ever do it. He had no scandals. Did nothing wrong. Just came to work every Sunday. Uh, picked up four years on every carry. Um, he was a stalwart on a, a few of my um, fantasy rosters. So good to know he's going to be retiring as a, a Niner. Uh, and also, another stalwart on a couple of my uh, fantasy teams, Ryan Fitzpatrick, a.k.a. Fitzmagic. He's calling it quits finally. Uh, I, I'm close with some sources I hear he's uh, in talks with Amazon for a key role this season. So we're going to be seeing plenty of fits going forward. I do hope he keeps the beard, though. Uh, and here's a, a fun uh, stat for you guys to remember. In 2019, Fitzpatrick led the Miami Dolphins in rushing with 243 yards. He, by the way, was 37 years old, the oldest player to lead a team in rushing ah. so you guys this is a fantasy football podcast right so let's talk about fantasy football um since i can't talk about the frozen draft which was a doozy you guys i'm gonna rap about a league i've been in uh since 2020 uh it's a league called pulp fiction it's on sleeper it is a 12-team super flex. Uh, this is one of the leagues that has bonuses for rushing and rushing touchdowns and 
receptions and receiving touchdowns of 40 yards or more, you get a point for that. Uh, then also a bonus, a .25 bonus for running backs receiving and .75 for tight ends uh, receiving on top of one point PPR. Um, in 2020, I was runner-up. Last year, I came in fourth. I had my lowest point total in the third place game. And the week prior, in the first round, I had my second lowest total. So I did not have a great end of the season. Um, but over those two years, I am 41-13 and 13 with a 75% win percentage. That's tops in the league. Uh, the second team was 38-16. and 16. I've been, uh, the last two years, first in points four with just over 5,000 and second in points against uh, with just under 4,500. Um, so I've been a juggernaut in a league. I just can't, uh, I just can't put it together. Um, so in October, I gave up my 2022 first, which turns out to be the 1-9 uh, and some other uh, players, I forget. Uh, but I got Dalvin Cook and New Hopkins, hoping to uh, beef up my roster there. So I got at quarterback, again, Superflex. God, you mosquito. Um, I had Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Not a bad duo. Uh, Dalvin Cook and Mel Gordon as my running backs. I've got my guy, JJ. I've got Cooper Cup, Lockett, and Hopkins at wide receiver. And I've got Kittle and Goddard as my tight ends. Uh, it's only start one uh, tight end, so I use Goddard as a flex. My bench, it's in rough shape. Obviously, I was going all in these last two years for win now, so I did trade some pieces away uh, to mold the team where it currently is. Um, now, this draft has been painful. The draft started on Sunday, May the 29th at 8 a.m. Only four rounds, right? Um, and it's still going. We're on the very last pick. We're on Mr. Irrelevant right now. Pick 412. I mean, these guys are just taking their sweet time. Um, but this is a league. You know, there's some leagues where trading is like pulling teeth, right? Nobody wants to give up their picks. People want too much for picks. Um, you know, nobody can agree. This league, there have been so many trades, so many picks flying around. Nine of 12 first-round picks were traded for 2022. One guy had five of the firsts in a 12-team league. I mean, not as good as seven that I had in 10 rounds in League of Thrones. Gentlemen, but, you know, it's still pretty good. Um, 10 of the 12 second-round picks were traded. Five of the 12 third-round picks were traded. No fourth-rounders uh, were used as throw-ins, though. Um, this year started uh, the new season with a couple guys falling out the face of the planet. Nobody heard from them. Uh, it was really pulling teeth to get them back to confirm that they were going to be in um, instead of you know having to try to find somebody else. And then it took a while to get them to pay. There was guys offering, I'm going to pay for them. They can pay me back. We just want to get this show going. Uh, there were some high maintenance guys wanting to draft right now. It got really annoying. There were polls thrown around. Uh, and even pre-draft, there were some trades for picks. Um, but once the, the draft started, every pick 
was held up by being put on the block. Seriously, it was like, all right, I got the 1-5. Anybody want it? For the next hour, I'll take offers. And then he picked in like 10 hours. So it got pretty old. Um, but here's how the first round went in case everybody, anybody's wondering. The guy had 1-1. One, one. Uh, he wasn't able to move it. He was asking the world for Brees Hall and nobody was paying it. So he picked Brees Hall at 1. Uh, then London went. Then Walker. Then Wilson. Burks. Williams. Olave. Pickett. Watson. Skymore. James Cook. And Pickens at 112. Um, I had picked 9. Uh, and with my first trade of last year, I had to wait a while to pick in the second. And literally had to wait like two days. Oh, so terrible. I kept pulling it up. No green dots there on sleeper. Uh, it, it was pretty painful. Um, so get to the second round. And Damian Pierce was still on the board at my turn. So uh, I went with Pierce. Uh, my other option was McBride tight end I considered uh, since I have zero shares uh, but I figured my tight end room is is pretty good my running backs could use some help and I like the upside of Pierce so uh, I went with Damien um, and then uh, after my that pick Tolbert went Coral went Bell and Howell were the picks after uh, with three nine I went Romeo Dubes for Green Bay and at four nine I opted for Kate Otten uh, tight end for TB, Tampa Bay. Uh, that's because Bellinger went at 4-4. Um, so I was hoping for Bellinger. Uh, he's been my guy late uh, in drafts at tight end. Uh, but I'll, I'll be out with Cade, see what happens uh, with him in uh, Tampa Bay, especially if Gronk doesn't come back. Uh, so we'll see what happens. So again, as of uh, podcast time right now, 1122 p.m. Thursday. Uh, we're still sitting at 412 waiting to see who um, Mr. Irrelevant will be. Um, yeah, we got time. I'm not going to take a break. I've been uh, chatting for about 40 minutes. So a couple podcasts ago, uh, Ralph, when he was solo, uh, he I forgot what he did, but he had a little music uh, tie-on with uh, with his podcast at the very end, uh, like some songs from a certain year. Um, I'm going to do the same thing, a little bit with a little bit of a twist. Um, back in 1991, okay, year my twins won the World Series for the second time, um, there were seven albums that were released within 44 days of each other. And they're all incredibly amazing albums. Again, 91... Think back where you were then. All of these were released within two months of each other. Just incredible. Metallica's Black Album, Pearl Jam 10, GNR came out with Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, Red Hot Chili Peppers had Blood, Sugar, Sex, Magic, and, uh, you know, that was foreshadowing from the, the song I played, Under the Bridge, to start the podcast. Soundgarden came out with Bad Motorfinger, and then Nirvana had Nevermind. So in 91, those albums came out, all seven, within less than two months of each other. Such a great time to be alive back then with all the music that was coming out. 
Um, and if I had to pick two of my favorite songs from each album, it was tough. I was back and forth. Uh, but I managed. Barely. Um, Enter Sandman and Nothing Else Matters from Metallica. Now, that this album just wails. It's a complete album. There's no filler songs, front to back, top to bottom. Amazing. Um, Jeremy and Even Flow from Pearl Jam. Live and Let Die in November Rain from Use Your Illusion 1. Knocking on Heaven's Door and Shotgun Blues from Use Your Illusion 2. With the Chili Peppers, I mean, Under the Bridge is their definitive song. When you think Red Hot Chili Peppers, if you don't think Under the Bridge, you need to re-listen to Blood Sugar Sex Magic. And by the way, magic is spelled with a K, not a C. They were very trending. Um, So yeah, Under the Bridge, obviously, and uh, Give It Away would be second. You know, I can't tell if I'm a kingpin or a popper. Um, but, you know, they also had Suck My Kiss, Funky Monks. Um, great songs there. Rusty Cage and Outshine from Bad Moto Finger with Soundgarden. And I'll say it again. Chris Cornell, hands down, my favorite lead vocalist. My favorite frontman of any band, any time. Dude could sing. In Audio Slave, he killed it. Uh, but yeah, Rusty Cage outshine. I could just hear him singing uh, Rusty Cage right now. Uh, Nirvana, that was another one, just like Metallica. The whole album just slaps, as the kids say. Uh, smells like Teen Spirit, Come As You Are, were the two ones I picked. Uh, but they've got Lithium, they've got In Bloom, Breed, Polly. I mean, I could go on. It's another album that's just amazing. Um, and you know, I like ranking stuff, so I'm ending this with, uh, just for funsies, I'm going to rank the albums according to me because I'm doing the podcast, right? Um, so I'm going to go with Black Album, number one, Metallica. I'm going to put Nevermind at two, Blood Sugar Sex Magic at three, Bad Moto Finger, and then 10, and then GNR's last, because it's my list, <laughs> just because I can, because um, I do what I want when it's my podcast. Um, so I think that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, I'm glad uh, I could entertain you for uh, a couple minutes. Let me get this queued up. Well, quietly, uh, this has been 47 minutes of uh, podcast goodness for your ear holes. I hope your ear holes are okay and I didn't hurt them too much. Um, next week, oh, next week, we are going to talk Frozen. Hopefully, Ralph will be back. We'll be back and better than ever because, uh, yeah, we have a lot to go into on, uh, on that podcast. Um, what happened here? I lost it. There we go. Weird. All right. So on that note, you guys, thanks so much for listening. Thank you for putting up with my ramblings, sitting here in the garage all by myself. 
And uh, next week, I'm going to do my best to do better. Love you guys. See you next week.